Well, hello, and welcome back to another podcast episode with Brittany Bundles. I am Brittany Bundles, and on this podcast, we inspire and empower people through entrepreneurship. Today, I'd like to talk about a very important question that a lot of us have asked ourselves, and it's a question that I commonly get asked when I am doing consultations for new businesses. And that question is, can I afford to start my business? Can I afford to start this business? And so there are lots of things that may come to mind when you first think about doing something new, when you first think about starting a new venture, when you first think about progressing your life, changing your circumstances. And one of the questions that we commonly ask ourselves is if it's a good thing to do. Is it the right time? Am I in the right place? And although those are some questions that you're ultimately going to have to seek clarity from, from God, and also you're going to have to ultimately decide how you want to move and if it's the right time for you to move. However, I do want to outline in this podcast some of the things that you may want to think about in regards to can you afford to start your business? Because I also know that sometimes we think that our business is going to cost a lot more than it really is. We think that it's going to take way more sacrifice than it really does. And although a business does typically take money and sacrifice, there's still ways a lot of times that we can still embark on our entrepreneurial journey without losing too much of anything, without investing tons, and without sacrificing to the point that we feel like we're completely stretched in. Balance and making sure that we're financially stable, making sure that we're mentally aligned, all plays a huge part in how we move forward through this journey. So today we're going to talk about the common question of, can I afford to start my business? For those that have already got started, congratulations. And I still know that a lot of you may have the thought of, can I afford to keep my business going? I know that's something that I used to think as well, especially when I was in the salon realm. I was thinking, am I going to be able to afford to keep this process? Am I going to be able to afford to keep this journey? Am I going to be able to afford to keep this dream alive? Because a lot of times the dreams that we're wanting to go after are not free. Now, just because they're not free doesn't mean that it's going to take more than we are able to invest at that moment, but it all depends on what we're trying to do and how we are set up financially, mentally, spiritually, and also emotionally. So on this podcast, we talk about making sure that everything's in line. We talk about making sure that the fundamentals and the foundation is concrete and in place. Because no matter how much money you make, no matter how many businesses you start, if the foundation isn't correct, then a lot of times we have to circle back around and start right back from square one. We have to start right back from square one. And although you may be starting at square one with more information, new knowledge, a different insight and perspective, a lot of people look at it still as a setback. And although some setbacks in business will happen, we want to make sure that we're avoiding everything that we possibly can to ensure that we're constantly moving forward, to ensure that we're constantly moving closer to our goals and also appreciating where we've come and where we are going to go. So let's get started. Let's discuss, can I afford 
or can you afford or can they afford to start their business? Here we go. Okay, so the first thing that I want to talk about and highlight is never allow your limitations to outweigh your passions. So very often, very frequently, people will ask, can you afford to do this? Can you afford to quit your job? Can you afford to invest this much time into something that may not yield as much income as you are hoping it will? Can you afford to purchase your inventory? Can you afford to pay for the maintenance and upkeep of your brick and mortar location? Can you afford to pay for your website? Can you afford these things? Those are just some some of the things that we think about when starting a business, depending on what industry we're looking at starting it in. But I want to say this, and I want to really reiterate this as often as I possibly can, to never let our limitations outweigh our passions. And what that means is that where there is a will, there is a way. There's always a way. And the really cool and exciting thing about being an entrepreneur is that I'm not limited. I don't have to stay inside of this little box. And not every nine to five job makes you do that. But I can tell you from my experience that when I was working for different companies, different nine to five jobs, I was limited to what I could do. I was limited to how much I could make. I was limited to the schedule that they had available. So I was limited in a lot of aspects. Now, being an entrepreneur, I know a lot of people say you don't have consistent income or stable income. And that may be true depending on where you're at in your business. However, one thing that is consistent is the freedom that you have to be able to choose what you want to do with your day, what you want to do with your time, how you're going to interact with your customers, and how you're going to bring your vision, your passions, and your skill sets to work with you every day for a greater cause. I wasn't able to use all of my talents at work every day. I just wasn't. And when I created my business, not only did it allow me financial freedom, not only did it allow me a more flexible schedule for my children, it also allowed me to be able to bring my talents and my skills and my ideas and my passion to work. It allowed me to feel alive throughout the day. I know some of you can relate going into work and you may feel like you're just drained. There were some days that I felt like I just was... I was just there, you know what I mean? And so truly entrepreneurship, I've talked about this on my YouTube channel at Brittany Bundles. I've talked about this on different podcasts. I've talked about this on my social media platforms, but being an entrepreneur allows the limitations to really fall off. It allows that box to open up. And so never allow your limitations as far as income wise Or even if you're feeling like you're having a limitation as far as where you're currently living, never allow those things to outweigh your passion. Meaning if you're passionate about something, we have to find a way to make it happen. So never get hung up on, I need this to get started. Understand and point out what you need, but we always want to keep moving. What do you have? What can we use? And how can we move closer to making this dream our reality? I was talking to one business owner and they were explaining to me how they felt really limited because they were a single mom and they did not have a job at the moment, but they really wanted a business and didn't know how to do so. They were on a fixed income and they felt as though with the income that they currently have, they weren't able to get themselves out of that hole. And I can really 
empathize and relate to that scenario because I'm also a single mom. And I know there were times, even before I started my business, that I would think, where can I where can I start? You know, where, 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 where do I need to start? Where do I need to start saving? How can I change my current level of living? And although the job that I was working at, thank God, it was a job that allowed me to not have to live within uh, too many financial constraints. It was a pretty good paying job, especially for my age at that point in my experience. However, there were still some things that I had to decide and that I had to budget out in order to make sure that I would be able to start something that was dear and near to me. Even before I got that job, when I was a single mother, I had a child at the age of 19. So right out of high school, I was introduced to adulthood. And I remember sitting in my mom's house before I even got my own house. You know, I was pregnant and I was just at a loss. I just didn't know what I wanted to do and I didn't know where my life was going to take me. And I honestly felt like I had threw away my life. I felt like I messed up. I felt like there was nothing good coming except my son. You know, I really couldn't see anything else happening. And I always wanted something to happen, but I just couldn't see how to connect the dots. And so I would sit there in my room thinking and thinking and praying and wishing. And what occurred to me was that Not only do I want to look at what I don't have, not only do I want to look at what I need to do, but I also want to look at what I currently have and what I can do within the resources that I have. So I put my pride aside and I got out. I got outside the house. I filled out applications to jobs that I thought that I would never work. You know, I uh, went to different offices and different organizations and I asked for help. I talked to my family and my friends and I told them, how I was feeling. And I was someone that never really wanted to take money. You know, I never really wanted to receive help. I was one of those people where I say, you know what, this is something that I've done. This is my life. This is my child. And I'm going to do it myself. And I really allowed some of my limitations to affect my thinking. Well, you don't have a car right now, Brittany. So will you really be able to get to this job? Well, you don't have this, Brittany, so will you really be able to do that? And I realized that that kind of thinking is the work of the enemy because I'm not created to think about what I don't have and come up with a whole bunch of excuses as to why I can't fulfill what I'm here to do. And I'm not created to allow my life circumstances to keep me down, but I'm created to rise. I'm created to get up. I'm created to fulfill my purpose. I'm created to share my testimony. And so I became inspired and encouraged. And I started looking at myself differently. I started looking at my life differently. And I started really looking at at God differently, to be honest. And I realized that your life is what you make it. Now, we all have different cards and we all have different circumstances going on, but there are things that we can do to make sure that we're improving our today based on what we decided to do yesterday. And so instead of sitting in that room for hours thinking about what I should have done, what I could have done, I started thinking about what I can do next. And if I didn't have the money at that moment, which a lot of times I didn't, I looked at what I could do to get the money. And some of the jobs that I did, I I wasn't proud of. I was ashamed initially of doing it. I was embarrassed to do it. I was even embarrassed to wear some of the uniforms when I was a little younger. Um, But I did it. 
and I did it for the greater cause. And so all I'm saying is to, to say, never allow what you think is a limitation to outweigh your passion. Even if you feel like you're in a place in your life where nothing's going right, if you feel like you're at a place in your life where you're alone, you feel like you're in a place in your life where the income isn't there, the money isn't there, there's always a way around it. And your way may not look like my way, but my way out of it was really asking God and humbling myself enough to ask my family for guidance and being able to say, I don't know where I should go. I don't know what I should do, but I know that what I'm doing and where I'm at right now is just not working. And so I began working different jobs. I began saving money. I purchased my first car. I was able to get a different job, a job paying enough money to where I didn't have to worry about or be stressed out about bills. I was able to obtain and maintain a, a comfortable apartment for my son and I. I was able to upgrade our car. I was able to move into the life or move toward the life that I wanted to live. And it's not because of me by myself, but it's because I was able to look at what I was passionate about. And at that moment, what I was passionate about was creating a better future for my son. And so nothing was off the table that was going to be good for me and good for my son, regardless if I wanted to do it or regardless if I knew exactly how I was going to do it. Nothing was off the table. So I'm a single mom. And like I said, I was a single mom at a young age. And so I relate to a lot of people that reach out to me via email, consultations, and you tell me your story because I was there. And all I can say is understand where you're at, but never forget what you're passionate about. And never forget that you have a greater calling and a greater passion and never lose sight of your goal. Because if we're not intentional about making sure that we're moving closer to our goal, a lot of times you'll find yourself sitting there just like I was in my bedroom thinking over and over about what we should have done instead of looking at all of the things that we can do to not only help us, but also to inspire and empower those that are going to be in similar situations that we were able to get ourselves out of. And so one thing that I would recommend doing, if you are in a position and you're like, hey, I just don't have the money. I just don't have the money. I would recommend going out and looking for your resources in your community. There are a lot of resources out there that I just didn't know about. I was really young. I didn't really do my research, honestly. I didn't know who to call, where to call. But I started getting out and I started asking And for me, I had to humble myself to ask for help. Now, I'm not saying this is the same story or the same um, feeling for anyone else, but I'm just saying that where there is a will, there is definitely a way. And if you're passionate about something, you want to make sure that your passions are always overtaking the limitations that your mind is feeding you daily. The next thing that I want to talk about is become and remain credit conscious for possible loans, credit cards, and revolving lines of credit. So in order to figure out if we have enough to start our business, let's say that you've been working and the job that you have has not provided a means for you to save any additional income to be able to invest into your business. And you also are someone that has been raised or was raised to not take out loans or credit cards. I was someone that was told pretty much all my life by almost everyone not to take out a credit card, not to get loans, to make sure that you're paying everything off in cash. And I didn't really follow that. I didn't follow that. And I decided to get a couple credit cards. I decided to do an auto loan, but I was scared when I first got my credit card. But I realized that my credit score 
it always allowed me to be able to get the things that I wanted. All the things that I wanted definitely changed, changed based on where I was at in my life, changed based on what I was looking to do. But I was able to get different things that I wanted. And so when I started working in the financial industry, I would hear so many people call in and say, my mom would always tell me not to get a credit card and I'm scared to get this loan. Why do I need a loan? I'm someone that's going to buy everything that I need. And one thing that I had to tell them is that even if you are in the position to buy everything you need, you never know. You never know what you may need next year or what you may want next year. And so it's always a good idea to make sure that you have credit just in case. It's always a great idea to do that. And so becoming credit conscious, understanding how credit works, understanding the benefits that credit has, understanding the ability and the spending power that you'll have in order to invest in businesses, in order to be able to pay off certain loans, in order to be able to look into investment properties, in order to be able to maybe invest in certain stocks. We want to make sure that we're always credit conscious. Starting your business doesn't have to take a lot of money. But for those businesses that will take a large lump sum, you do want to look into different options as far as lines of credit and personal loans, business loans, and also business credit cards. We want to look into all of that. But I can tell you that one of the popular limitations that a lot of people face when opening their business is the fact that they don't have the credit to do so. And by the time they realize that they need credit, they already know what they want. And so what tends to happen is that idea of what I wanted to do gets pushed back because you're like, okay, now I'm focused on building my credit. And this may take maybe a year and a half or two years or three years, depending on who you are. And so that business idea that you were just excited and burning with excitement for, slowly the flame dies down. Slowly the dream dies down and slowly that loud voice that was telling you to go forward becomes more faint and more faint. So we have to become and remain credit conscious. We have to continue to check on our credit report, to check on our credit score. We have to be conscious about the things that we're putting on our credit. We have to be conscious about the plans that we have for our lives. We have to make sure that we're not co-signing on everything just willy-nilly. Everything that we do from this point on needs to have a direct intention and it should be aligned to our overall goal. And that's why I talk so often about making sure that we have goals. Because if we really don't understand what we're working for, it's very, very challenging to stay committed. It's challenging to stay focused because you may think, hey, buying this is not going to really throw me off. Hmm, Co-signing this isn't going to change my life. Oh, doing this isn't going to really affect my credit that much. But the truth is, everything that we do has a cause and effect. And so even the small things that we're used to doing have to be evaluated to make sure that they make sense in the grand scheme of things. So become and remain credit conscious. That means making sure that your credit card isn't revolving over 30% of your credit limit. That means making sure that even if you're late on a certain payment, maybe your car payment, that you're not going over 30 days past the due date where it's going to affect and show up on your credit report. That means that you're conscious and staying on top of loans that you've co-signed on. So even though you've co-signed on loans and you you may not have the car in your possession doesn't mean that you shouldn't check up on the payments to make sure that they're actually being made on time. So we have to remain credit conscious and we have to make sure that we're keeping our credit as good as we possibly can so that we do have the ability. 
We have the spending power to start what it is we are passionate about, to start what it is we need to start to not only generate income, but to help as many people as we possibly can. Like I've talked about in other podcasts, a business is not just a source of income. It's not just a side hustle. A business can really be your way of life. It can be the way that you talk to people about overcoming different obstacles in their life. It can be a means of hope for people that thought that there's nothing that they could do. There are some people that have applied to many jobs and have not been accepted. There are some people that have felonies and that cannot get different jobs that they're applying to. And so for those that thought that the doors were shut, for those that thought that they couldn't do it, there are some people that don't have the time to go to a job because they lack childcare or whatever the case may be. And so we want to show through our actions and also through our advice, through our testimony, that it's possible. So we want to make sure that we're keeping ourselves in the best financial place that we possibly can. And even if you are someone that's saying, you know what, I don't want to take out loans. I I understand. Evaluate everything that you're looking at doing, including, you know, obtaining financing. However, keeping our credit in the best possible place is going to be helpful for us in the long run. If you don't use it, okay. But if you do, it's there. Now, the third tip that I have is investments and donations are nice, but not to be relied upon. So when you're looking at starting your business, a lot of people ask for donations. A lot of people ask for people to invest in their business. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But the problem that some run into is that they rely on investments and donations. If they don't receive a certain amount of donations or investments, their business doesn't work or their business is not going to start. And so we want to try to stay away from relying solely upon, solely upon the donation of someone else to get our business started. Like I said, again, it's it's great. It's great to receive donations. It's great to have investments or investors in your business. But we don't want our business to rely on that. We want our business to still happen regardless if anyone decides to invest or not. And so like I just mentioned, making sure that we're keeping our credit in the right place is definitely going to come into play, definitely going to be helpful in the long run when we are looking at starting our business, if our business is going to cost more than we have available to take out of our savings. And we've talked about this in some other videos. There should be multiple savings. Just because you have the money there doesn't mean that you really can afford it. So we have to look at everything and make sure that we've set money aside specifically for starting our business. And also another thing to to realize is that you don't have to have everything figured out. You don't have to have everything purchased in order to start your business. And you may be saying, well, what do you mean? Well, like I said, you don't have to have everything the day that you decide to open to get started with your business, which brings me to my next tip, which is spend with intention and gain evaluation. Everything that we spend for our business needs to have an intention behind it. So when I was opening my salon, I was looking at different things that I needed to purchase. I was also looking at things that I wanted to purchase, but my needs list was always first. And everything on my needs list and everything on my wants list had an intention behind why I was purchasing it. So the chairs, that I was purchasing 
had an intention behind why I purchased those chairs. I didn't just purchase any chairs, but I needed certain chairs to make sure that my clients were comfortable. I needed certain chairs to match the design. Why? Because when people come in, the experience of a salon, not just the, st- the hairstyle, but the experience also matters. It has a huge impact on how your clients end up leaving. And so we want to make sure that everything has an intention, that we're not buying anything without being able to explain to ourselves why we bought it and what we're going to get from it. Once you start intentional spending and evaluating everything, things start to come closer. Things start to come together. And like I was saying a moment ago, you don't have to have everything in order to get started today. There are some people that have started their online hair businesses for under $50. They've purchased drop shipping when it was on sale for $39.95 through my hair company at badchickhair.com. They started their website through Shopify, so they chose a plan that works best for them. They got a free trial, so they didn't have to pay immediately. They began marketing on social media, showing their launch date, gaining mailing subscribers to the email mailing list. They began creating a free blog. They began interacting with different people and spreading the word about their business. But the point is that they were able to start for under $50. I wrote a whole book this year titled Dropshipping Now, Wholesale Later. And the guide goes over how to grow your business from dropshipping to wholesale. So it's talking about how to upscale your business. It's talking about how to take what you initially started and grow it into something more. And so remember that you don't have to have everything. Let's not get wrapped up in wow, it's going to cost all this and I, 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 man, I don't have it. Because we're not going to allow our limitations to outweigh our passions. So if you're really good at knitting, you're really good at braiding, you're really good at customer service, there are so many businesses that you can start that don't cost a lot. And like I said, for those businesses that are going to cost more money than you may have planned out, we're going to make sure that our credit is where it needs to be. So that we can take out lines of credit, credit cards, loans as we need them. And we're also going to make sure that we continue to generate income. So that means before quitting your job because you're tired of it. Again, that means before quitting your job because you're tired of it. We're thinking of plans and we're planning and we're saving our money to make sure that we're financially okay. Not just with the bills, but that everything works out even for what we're trying to do with our business. Now, the last thing that I want to talk about is calculating expenses regularly and tightening up. So calculating expenses regularly and tightening up. So, so often in our business, we get very accustomed to doing our normal flow. We get very accustomed to the normal expenses that we're paying. So for me, some of my normal expenses are inventory. Some of my normal expenses are um, my e-commerce site. Some of my normal expenses are ink, paper for my labels, uh, shipping fees. Other items may be branding items or shipping costs or different things like that. You know, everyone has a different business and everyone has different expenses, but we kind of get the expenses that we have down pat. You know, in the salon, you would have, you know, your water and you'd have your rent and you'd have your... 
uh, insurance, if you're paying insurance, and you'd have your equipment and the, the products. But there's different things that you have. But we want to make sure that we're constantly, regularly calculating those expenses. So even though I feel like I know what I typically pay for, that's great. But I still want to make sure that I'm looking through everything at the end of every month. So I made a video on my YouTube channel as well about how I pay myself as an entrepreneur. And I talk about how I break up the income that I'm receiving to pay myself and to also save. And in order to do that effectively each month, I have to calculate my expenses each and every month. Now, there are some businesses that don't do that. There are some people that work their nine to five and run their business. And because they can afford it, and because they have the money coming from their check or they have the money coming from other areas and they're not really strapped for cash, they don't think about or pay attention to where the money's going. They just spend. And so we want to get out of the habit of just spending and we want to make sure that we're intentional behind everything that we do. Becoming intentional with my business has really helped my business grow. It's really helped me keep more of my money. It's really helped me increase my net profit because now I can account for everything that I'm doing. I can account for everything that's going out. I don't look at my credit card statement and say, well, what is that for? I know now because everything that I'm doing is being calculated regularly. So if you're asking yourself, how can you afford to start your business or can you afford to start your business? That's one of the things that you wanna make sure that you're diligent in doing, calculating expenses regularly. And once you calculate those expenses, if you're finding out like, huh, I don't have any money to start my business. We're gonna look at what we do have. We're going to look at different resources. We're going to examine our credit to see if we have an option or the option to get a loan or a line of credit or a credit card. And then we're also going to look at opening other lines of income and saving. We talked about in our last podcast episode on becoming financially stable, financially secure, on making sure that we have multiple streams of income. So if you didn't tune into that podcast episode, I highly recommend you do so. But the way that we're going to know if we can really truly afford this business is if we calculate expenses and we make strategic plans as to how we're going to grow. And if we understand that we don't have to have everything at once, we don't have to have everything at once and deciding what is absolutely necessary to get started and starting there we'll notice in no time that a lot of things we thought we couldn't afford, we can. Or we'll notice that a lot of things that we thought we couldn't afford, we can't. But we have a plan as to what we need to do to change that. And then tighten up. So we're going to be tightening up on how we spend our money. So like we talk about in a lot of podcast episodes, sometimes that may mean saying no. Sometimes that may mean sacrificing a night out to save up the money that you would have spent for your website. So we need to sacrifice in order to get to where we want to be. Now, I'm not saying sacrifice to the point that you don't have food or sacrifice to the point that your children are eating or sacrifice to the point that you're going without warm water. Nothing like that. But we do want to sacrifice some of the things that we would have done as recreation to get serious about where we want our life to be, to get serious about what we want to do with our future, to get serious about when we're going to start our business, to get serious about when we're going to open that second business that we've been thinking about 
for that third business or fourth business. So those are all really good tips and tools from my experience and also from the experience of others. There are other people that I work with that reach out constantly and share their stories with me and I'm so grateful for that. And all of these things have been proven to work for me and they've also worked for other people. So we wanna make sure that we're looking at the overall picture and ultimately never allowing what we think is limiting us to stop us from actually pursuing our passion, even if that's income. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me via email or send in any other podcast topics via email. Or if you'd like your business featured on the podcast, reach out. The email address is the letter B talks. That's B-T-A-L-K-S at yahoo.com. You can also follow me on YouTube at Brittany Bundles. That's YouTube at Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y, Bundles, B-U-N-D-L-E-S. I'm on Instagram at Brittany underscore Bundles, Facebook Brittany Bundles, and Twitter Brittany Bundles. Until next time, I will talk to you all in the next podcast episode. Take care.